Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Touchdowns All Day with John Barber podcast. Let's start out with an original demo by the Disco Biscuits. This song is called Twisted in the Road. Got to get moving fast, you know? Slow intros are for the birds. We're moving quick. Short circuit in my brain. Tell me how you're folding. I want to know. And if there's somewhere you could hide, maybe you could go in. Be on your own. And they say, you'll be gone. And you stay. This is the demo before we pulled the kick out of this section and went all the way back down. This is what it was originally. It's kicks and some some melodies. Twisted in the world, maybe you were rolling for far too long. And if there's somewhere you could fly, maybe you could go in, take to the sky. Cause I've heard.
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 49 of the Touchdowns All Day with John Barber podcast. Thank you all for listening to our podcast. We have gotten great news. Congrats to all of us. Congrats to all of us. This podcast is 1% of top 1% of all podcasts in the entire globe. This podcast is in the top 1% of all podcasts in the globe. And I don't know how we did it. We must have a great fan base. We must. We must have incredible listeners who listen to all of our podcasts. And no matter what release schedule we're on, we we make every single we do everything wrong that all the podcast pros tell us not to do wrong. And yet still they're in the top three percent. We're in the top one percent of all podcasts in the world. That is amazing, folks. Thank you so much. It's incredible. And I just, you know, the the scene, it just feels so popping right now. Everything feels so popping right now. And you can hear in that demo of Twist in the Road that we just played you, that is a, like, you know, a, a co- that's like one of the first demos. That's what it sounds like. And you can hear all the excitement in the song right there. There are some demos before that, which is like kind of like, you know, me in a dark room with a guitar, like, drinking too much wine and playing a lazy version of the song that's like and in, in, it's completely not listenable but this is like one of the first listenable versions that we had that was on course to be the final song there were some other versions along the way where the the beats are totally different or the, the harmonies are different and like, like it's not on path for what ends up to be the song this was the version that when we heard it we were like oh okay we're on we're on track here let's call it cloud chord and let's make a song here um thank you guys for all your help thanks for making us the number one podcast in the world thank you for uh all the listening on spotify with the new songs twisted in the road is doing incredible uh who's in charge doing incredible uh we just have a great vibe going on with spotify right now and we are releasing a new song on Spotify literally this upcoming week. And it's going to be a hyped up remix of Twisted in the Road that we, uh, you know, a, a friend of a friend of a friend was like, can I make a remix? We were like, sure. He made this remix. They made this remix. And it is like just super popping. It's it's crazy off the charts. Cool. And um you know, I mean, I love the original, but it's also just as cool as the original because it's just so, it's so hype. I mean, you're going to love it. It's so much fun to listen to. So we do have a podcast to do, though. This is episode 49. Um, oh, wait, just real quick. Also coming out on Spotify is our next release, Tourist Rocket Ship. Is I listened to it last night. It's the best song the Biscuits have ever made in a studio, uh, in my opinion. And we are releasing that in like two or three weeks. Uh, same Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, same spots. Uh, please download, like, favorite, all the things, share uh, that Taurus Rocket Ship song. You know, let everybody know. Everybody should hear it. We worked really hard on it. I think it's Cloud Chord's best mix that I've ever heard him do, frankly. Uh, I haven't listened to his whole catalog, so I don't know what he's got in there, but of everything that I've heard, this is like, I mean, Cloud Court is just on another level right now. And we're so lucky to have him as part of the team. 
because he is just like he's master stroke right now. That's what he is, you know. He's just sitting down, and four days later, he's got a masterpiece on his hand. And uh, he's just been doing that time and time again. I'm really happy to be working with him right now because he's kicking ass. So here is the Touchdowns All Day, episode 49, sponsored by Immaculate Seeds. Folks, this is Roundtable Volume 3. Episode 48 is Roundtable Volume 2. So this is continued from that. So this is going to be, if you listen to the last episode, this is going to be real similar. I'm not going to run through the whole rant on this one. You guys get the vibe. This is like lighthearted, non-professional comedy for just fun, pre-pandemic stuff. So enjoy. Have a good listen. Uh, Let me run you through some tour dates here because we did add some shows um the halloween weekend has really really opened up to something special um september 30th and october 1st uh, so the beginning of october september 30th october 1st and october 3rd we have uh gigs in utica and brantford connecticut and then halloween weekend october 27 live oak florida at Halloween. October 28th in Asheville, October 29th in Norfolk, Virginia, and October 30th just announced in Charlottesville, Virginia at the Jefferson Theater, which we've played a bunch of times. Uh, it's a good room for the biscuits. It's easy little room to jam out in. Um, and then November 10th and 11th, uh, Infinity Music Hall, Hartford, Connecticut, 12th in Boston, 13th, Stroudsburg, PA, and then 18th and 19th, the big shows at the Eastern in Atlanta, Georgia. Do not miss those shows. And then New Year's Run, which has just been announced, is December 29, 30, and 31 at the Riv Theater in Chicago. Those are the upcoming Biscuit dates. Biscuits are really killing it right now. So come out to see some shows, you know. Come to see some shows. Come on a little mini tour with us. We're doing some, we're playing some music for y'all. So come enjoy it. Uh, Three cheers to our sponsor, Immaculate Seeds. We have a, uh, we're doing another sponsorship congrats at Davers Garden for his T-Dad memes and winning the Immaculate Seeds and Touchdowns All Day tickets. Congrats, Davers Garden. He's got two VIP tickets to an upcoming show. Uh, we want to do another ticket giveaway soon. So um, go to Immaculate Seeds, buy some seeds, get some free seeds. These guys, they're, they're kind of an aggregator of some of the best cannabis breeders in the country. They offer a curated menu that that you growers and farmers could trust. Immaculate Services, they do homegrown farms, medical and recreational facilities, traditional seeds, feminized seeds, DNA testing kits. They ship coast to coast. They offer international shipping. And right now it's 20 to 50% off everything on the menu. Mention touchdowns when ordering and get a free pack of seeds and get entered to win more tickets because we're giving away tickets. If you want to send them an email, send an email to immaculateseeds at gmail.com. And just remember, they're a sponsor of the podcast here, and we really appreciate them for sponsoring what we're doing, which is making a number one global podcast in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the conclusion of Roundtable. We're mass communicating. We're mass When we 
got me a beer. You got me a beer? Yeah, I'm cool with that by far. Yeah, well, what what generally happens is... um, so for an interview, so explain your process. What is your process? Explain your process. Are you rolling? We're rolling still. Hmm. Look, there's a world where the the perfect podcast can be created. It can be found, but it can be only found with some light chiseling and editing. We have Neil deGrasse Tyson, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Steel what grass. happens if a podcast goes around the moon? Neil Steel deGrasse once, Tyson. But twice. <laughs> but twice. There's a Chinese space station above the moon where the. The podcasts are made for all of China. Yeah. Thanks. They're in outer space. They're weightless. Um, what do you do? Like, we talk on the thing. Mm-hmm. We all say, um, and like, all the time. Uh, um. <laughs> uh, no, it's like, it's like, um, like, you know, like, you know, I am then, you know, like. And those have to get I yanked. Edit it. Those have to get yanked because. Listen, I feel like we've been speaking with concisity tonight. We are all, the four of us are amazing. It's consistency. You're also thinking, like, this isn't an interview format. Yeah. yeah. Like, so many times you're just, like, behind the mic as, like, an interview. You're yeah, like, like, this, we're not going to really edit this too much because your voice is in his mic, my voice is in your mic. So if I move yeah. me right. and you, one really great thing you can do in an interview is when, when like people talk, when like if I'm talking to you and we're doing an interview and we talk at the same time, it sounds like garbage. But if I just go early and you just go a little bit later, <laughs> it sounds like we just have this really intelligent, really in-depth conversation right, right, going on. Right. Yeah. And then you pull out all the um like ums uh-huh. and then you basically cut out every part that's not that that just doesn't go to funniness. That's why I have yeah. a that's yeah. why I have a lot of respect for. So life. we're gonna end up with a ten second. Yeah, this is, this is mostly garbage. We're gonna have one, a, one line yeah. about Abba, and then out we go. Sound bites. Yeah. It's just you saying Abba sucks. The end. first three seconds. Abba does not suck. Abba does not song. suck. That's why I have a lot of respect for people that can like do it live because and there's shit on the do, but like. Mostly do it live, right? I pretty much do it live. I usually like sit down and put the mic down. We write a script over the phone or something. Yeah. yeah. And then I leave for like an hour and I go do four lines of heroin and I drink a little out sure. And then I come back <laughs> in. I got a little buzz going. <laughs> and I come back in and I just fire the mic around and it's just like, how quickly can I press record? You just play Velvet Underground. For this. <laughs> I come back three weeks later. Like, uh... It happens to be all the time. We'll be like, oh, we have 10 minutes where you can interview whoever. It'll be like an afterthought to me in the day-to-day because the thing you got to remember about people that are on the press cycle is they're just saying the same shit everywhere. No one's going to really give you anything that interesting. There's not really a great story out of it. It's just a soundbite. So when I'm talking to a sports guy and there's whoever it is, five minutes before, hey, how'd that go? By being as vague as possible, you get the best content out of it. There's not really a great specific question to like prompt people with that they haven't already answered. That's how you can sculpt the content into something that is genuinely a story. And then they know that's their cue. Yeah. It's an interesting dude, interviews are mind games. In you know, journalistic situations, it's, interviews are mind games. Yeah. You can get more out of them. Say that one thing that's prompting whatever, then it's just 12 different follow-up questions on that. Then you legit have a piece of story, a piece of the story that is different from what everybody else has. No, so let's say, let's say you have, let's say you're interviewing somebody because they just won the World Series. Yo, like you just, 
It's crazy. You just won the World Series. Like, um, what kind of pants are you wearing? N- no, not really that. It's more like you go with a vague. What's it feel like? And then that's all up to them at that point. So is your whole interview style kind of work predicated on the fact that they can't be like, yo, what the fuck question was that? Yeah. You like, yeah. they can't say that they because say that's that. your soundbite right Yeah, they there. can't say that because that's a soundbite. It's, it's like, it's like they're backed into a corner of having to be, uh, having to say something. So you're you like, know? you're like, hmm. Good or bad? Was it right? Yeah. And it's not a yes or. It's like not you don't have question. to go like lawyerly and be like, "Is that a yes or no?" You're like, like you're, you're like, like airplanes, airplane, right? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like it's and most of the time they just go for it for sure, and you Do don't really have to follow up with much on it. Like you just they just they go for it. You know that you're all done. Right, let's try in 10 one minutes, with all of us. And then go Swedish fish first. Uh, I just lost. Yeah, ask him something. Okay. Do you ever get to interview people that lose something? Okay, so he's setting the stage. Setting the stage. I've interviewed. Tiny dancer. (laughs) 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 What do these words mean to you, Milk? (laughs) Tiny dancer. (laughs) Ophelia. Well, I'm more of a catchy guy. What are your favorite albums of the decade? This decade. This decade. Because, you know, we're a month away from a new decade. And I can't There also really weren't any albums this decade. There's only like four albums. Did somebody come out with any music? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Travis Scott for the the only album out this entire decade. Whatever four shopping (laughs) Kendrick Lamar was there, I think. Kendrick Lamar put an album out, for sure. I think the Daft Punk album is the most important album. What is? The Daft Punk album. Oh, of this decade? True. Yeah. Uh, Random Access Memories. That's it's grown on me crazily. Because when it first came out, you're kind of like, what? And then it won that Grammy that year. And then I was yeah. like, oh, cool. I listened to everything have the you, Grammy said. Have yeah, you guys ever seen but, that? But it's growing you a little bit. I don't know. Have you ever seen that uh, YouTube like video of the collaborators? It was like an HBO thing. It was like Pharrell talking about those two songs that he made with Daft Punk. He was like, I first met the robots. At a like kind of like a diner party in in the hill or in Hollywood, and he was like, "It's been a lifelong dream of mine to like work with them on something." And and then they're like, "Yeah, cool, you know." And they flew me out wherever France. I don't know where they're from. From France, France. And he's like, and I get there, and like they give me this like weird Alka Seltzer type drink, and then they're like. So what kind of stuff? And like, I drink it. Like, I'm not even going to say that I'm not going to drink it. You know, it's just like an understood thing that I just have to drink it. And then they ask him what kind of stuff he's working on. He's like, I'm really feeling some like 70s funk guitar riff. I want to write something like that. And just recorded Niles Barkley. Niles Rogers. Niles Rogers. That's the the Game of Thrones uh, fire whiskey talking. There was a (laughs) girl to the fire talking. They just recorded Mr. Rogers on guitar. Let me take that. It's a beautiful day in the wow. Lucky <laughs> Niles Roger. He was like, I'm really feeling some like 70s funk guitar rhythms, and I want to write to something like that. And they were like, That's funny because we just like had Niles Rogers here in the studio, and we wanted you to write to this and like play the riff for Get Lucky, and then also lose yourself to dance from that album. Yeah, that we're talking about. And he was like, Yeah, this is perfect. And he was like, And then I flew home, and I don't even remember what the fuck happened, and now we got like a platinum hit. Amazing. I'm That's like, so wow. awesome. That gives yeah. me chills. Like, it's like there, seven minute video on YouTube. You gotta watch it. 
There was this like that he like yeah. didn't remember yeah. even recording. And he was just like mid sentence being like, "This is what I want to do," and he drinks the yeah. thing, and then he goes, and "Next then, thing I know, I'm on a plane. I'm on a plane back home." And, you're like, what? and then he was like, "And he was like, and I wrote the gig dosed him. I guess pretty much. He's like, he seems pretty dosed Pharrell. Yes, but he let But he let them. Story. That's a that's that's he like, wow. Him. Story. It's on the internet. Everyone else should dose Pharrell. Those songs are dope. I know. Well, he's, <laughs> somebody I drive him over to Pharrell's let's, house. Let's, can we get to dose him and just make some music? I got some bangers. Yeah, yeah. I, got some, I got really colorful after that. He, he says that he sees music. Music and colors. Sounds, you know? <laughs> See, I don't know what was in that beverage, but I can't even see straight. It's been four years. <laughs> but I just <laughs> keep making hits. I keep singing Lose Yourself to Dance over songs. He lost so do I. He's still dancing. We lost forever. <laughs> <laughs> in that same video he's talking about it, then they're like the interviewer is great he's like so what does that song feel like to you and he's like it's about just like you know going out like all night with like this girl that you like and shit and then like you park like on a piece you know like a Malibu or some shit and it's like got a picture of the car on the sunset and then he's like and then you just you know and then you oh, realize yeah. the I mean, girl is actually the two members of Daft Punk. Yeah. <laughs> and you're sucking their dicks. And now you're Stage up for the right. And they're like, dog. we love you, dog. <laughs> around the world. Around. <laughs> around the world. I'm like super fascinated by that because I think that's that great. Album, it's so great. I think that the shit was fucking dope, man. Yeah, it's a great album. And then the it's, Giorgio Morotos track. It's not oh just a God. great album. Sick. It was a great album release. Yeah. Like, yeah, as it's just like, yo, skew me. Yeah, exactly. Like, they did it. They, every step that they did along the way, they were kind of an enigma. Uh, they were announced it on like SNL. Yeah. Um, they hadn't played anywhere they hadn't forever. Played anywhere, they were like in like, mask, like, robot mask. Do y'all yeah. remember those promos they had? They were the cool as shit, dude. They had those like disco suits on and yeah. they were like playing on shit space, fucking like, awesome. giant like pyramids. Pyramids. Much like yeah. a boy, Osiris, oh, radio. <laughs> 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 that is one of them, dude. You ever listen to Anderson Pack? That's another one. Yeah. Of yeah. Malibu was a great record. I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I think, I, Anderson. Yeah. It's a fantastic record. Yeah. Like, it's that, that record. Thing is, Anderson yeah. Pack and like Kendrick. Like, this mean, is the great Los Angeles music coming yeah. out this year, man. At Nipsey Hustle, and, rest in peace. I mean, did D'Angelo come incredible. out in this decade? No. Uh, no. Last no that was Zach 1980. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. Black Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That was Black yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That was this has been a long decade. decade. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been a long day. I mean, 2011 was Watch the Throne. Like the Kanye Jay-Z album. Which is fucking bananas. That's like retarded. You got my bitches going bananas? I mean, that song might be one of the biggest songs of the decade for sure. I think so. And they're going gorillas. huge. Yeah. But it's interesting. There was some good shit at the beginning of the decade. Pre-Spotify, there was some good shit. yeah. I feel like now an album isn't really relevant anymore. Exactly. I feel like interesting. Spotify is just too fucking easy. Why would you go get an album? It's so easy. It's they make the playlist for you. You know, you don't have to pick music out anymore. Dude, you made playlists. You just have sex now. Dude, I mean, like (laughs) making playlists was such an art, intimate thing, dude. Like where you're like, how does this song flow now? And now all of a sudden, people are like. You should listen to the song Spotify recommended to me. Why? Yeah, shuffle. Dude, go out and find your own song. Now Spotify's like, Dude, will that- you take me out and make out with me? Yeah. Here's a mix oh, I made for you. The- I'm kind of... Next thing you're stuck in a car again with that hug again. 
<laughs> the Daft Punk sex story. To have that licensing ability to everything is yeah. fucking amazing, man. Just cut that out. But the thing that blows my mind is when I talk to like really young producers, I guess you could almost say, like that work in the studio and like just create for Spotify with no intentions of it ever living anywhere else other than that. Yeah. And creating a royalty churn on that. Yeah. That to me is so bananas to me. It's like you're the equivalent of like the person that creates. I know a kid who does that. Exactly. Dude. And he probably does it under like five different names. Yeah. Yeah. Here, we made a track yeah. together earlier this year. Yep. And he explained it to me. And I had no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Dude, there's it was like, like if you put this out and you playlist this with these other people, exactly, and then the you take your left thing. shoe off, yep. and yep. then you walk over there and say seven out loud, and you walk over there and you call your mom, and then you come back to Spotify. And, like, and, money. and then C three like signed me, and like yeah. next thing you know, I'm on a Hyundai commercial. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, what you, like, and then I listen to the song, and the song is. <laughs> like, oh, he made the same song. He gave it to Spotify. Spotify, like, yeah, Spotify loves it. <laughs> that shit is fucking bananas it's to crazy. me. Like, you know, like in the days of like payola and the radio, at least there was a lot of fucking art that went into like getting it to that step. Like, well, I had a payola manager at one point in time who managed after payola. Yeah. He managed us. Yeah. He used to manage Will I Am, and he used to manage Meatloaf back in the day. Meatloaf's big day. Yeah. His name was mm-hmm. David Sonnenberg. But he was a great manager, and he lived in the Payola days, and then yeah. he managed us after Payola. Yeah. Uh, Explain what, what is Payola. Payola is what Facebook is. If you make a post to Facebook and you don't pay them, no one sees it. Right. Your mom doesn't even see right. it. But if you pay them, everyone sees it. And if you Blast pay them a them lot, out. people on the other side of the planet see it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so record stations used to work the same way except they weren't ethically allowed to. They were just supposed to be playing music that they thought was good. But really, they were playing music that paid. So you would walk in the door and you'd say, okay, this is my new artist. His name is Meatloaf or whatever. He's got the song Bad Out of Hell, which is 70 minutes long. But here's 50 grand. And then everybody plays it. Yeah, and they were doing it in all the local markets. Yeah, they do it everywhere. And those days, radio was where you got your music from. Like James Brown was big into payola. He invented it, probably. He invented everything. But I think payola is one of the most unique things that he invented. Of course, he invented funk, right? Like like, he also invented payola. It's what created the sound to drive record sales and therefore drive, like you know, the live industry. Around yeah. it. Like, so I asked him, I was like, well, is it better without Paola? And he was like, fuck no. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, Paola was great. You walk into the radio station, you give the guy money, your record gets played. You don't have any issues. Now I have to like convince people the song is good. Yeah. And he's like, what is that? That's not even a thing. How do I convince you a song is good right now? How do I convince you of that? If I can give you money, I've convinced you. Yeah. And he's like, that was so easy, so great, so easy to manage a band, so easy to break a band. And nowadays, you can do that on Facebook and Instagram. Programming is hard. Top a little bit more with a little vanilla bean sprinkled in. You know what I mean? Dude, I mean, like, sweet the deal, man. Dude, I'm sure these radio stations get so many records that just get sifted through, right? Mm -hmm. Thrown out the window. No, yeah, but it's all about. Do they or do they not? It's all about how the licensing comes in on that. I mean, that's why record labels still exist, is because they're able to, like, cut rate licensing deals with, like, iHeartRadio or something like that, so that they can then get records played exponentially but like what the artist is going to see out of it is still very high 
but it's lower versus you walking into like K Rock and being like, "Hey, this is my dude. He's awesome. Can you feature him?" And the program director would just laugh in your face. Like, <laughs> do people not do the Airheads thing anymore, where they just hold a radio station <laughs> we hostage? Should, we should. Dude, remember Brendan Fraser, Adam Sandler, and Steve Buscemi were in a movie. I love I that happened. That movie, it, it happened. That's a great life. movie. What movie are you talking about? Dude, Airheads. Airheads. And it was those oh, three dudes. Oh, yeah. like a hockey movie or something? No, no. it was them. No. They were in like and they a really, rock band. They and really they wanted like this radio it. station to play their record. Uh, so they go in and it's like dog day afternoon, except it's with the radio station. And they hold the DJ hostage with like a, uh, with a water You've gun. seen this shit. Yeah. I think it's Kramer. It's a great movie. Kramer. Yeah, but, I, I didn't really see Brendan Fraser movies. I was out. Yeah, Brendan like, Fraser <laughs> was running shit. I was trying to make a jam band. I was trying to make art. Yeah. Based on that shit was fucking insane. Brendan Fraser or helicopter. Yeah. So what do you want, motherfuckers? <laughs> you know, I, yeah. Fraser was, I was like, like, I wrote a rock opera, and you're watching that <laughs> on TV. I'm well, Brendan Fraser's in this little movie called The Mummy. He's I'm willing very to similar say, to our good pal I, Osiris Radio. <laughs> you know, let me tell you something. The mummy the is the ride death. at the Universal stop. It's the shit, man. That, that is the ride, ride is awesome. dude. Do they, they set the ceiling on fire still? There's they used to do that. Probably not anymore. Y'all, the bugs. That's right. They much. used to do the bugs, and then it would catch on fire. That was backdraft. Which was no, 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 no. Backdraft is like a show. That's fucking weird. Yeah. The like the backdraft the, was a movie, dude. No, but Ron there Adam. was a show Great at Universal. Great movie. Was it a movie? It was, it was yes. a movie, right? Yeah, yeah, awesome yeah, yeah. movie. Yeah. It was, was like awesome. a was so sick, dude. Was it? good fires. Yeah, dude, it was just like a lot I'm of Dude, the fires, the backdraft of Universal, you hours. walked in and like all the shit came apart and you're like burning in front of you yeah. or whatever. That's how we lost my grandma. I'm glad we, I'm, <laughs> I'm really glad That's the that last we, time I saw my grandmother. I'm glad, that we, <laughs> I'm glad that we brought Universal into this. I walked because, out, she wasn't there and then I was very sad as I made my way back to the parking lot. But then I got on the mummy ride. Yeah, on my Uber ride out here, my Uber driver, he was like, this to me is still so fucking funny. He's like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? And I was like, well, whatever. And he's like, so tomorrow I got tickets to meet Vin Diesel at Universal. Sick. And I was like, whoa, that's Triple X. awesome. <laughs> I love the yeah. fact that you can buy tickets Did somebody pay to do a meet or? and greet with like Vin Diesel. That's so like fucked up. Crazy. He Shopper. said it's like a Fast and Furious yeah. like, expo event, type uh, thing. Like but it. like there's like a barrier to entry Sick. and you have to buy it. And he was the willing consumer to be like, I got yeah, tickets so to was, meet He was Vin like, Diesel. you were like, what are you up to? And he was like, well, I got tickets to go see yeah. Vin Diesel. Yes. And you're like, exactly like are you any serious? of us would say, oh, we got tickets to see you, whatever. The, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that is so funny. I got like, tickets for Vin. I got yeah. tickets. Like, yo, can I put that shit on Cash or Trade? Like, <laughs> cash or Trade. Insert ISO one Vin Diesel meet and greet backstage, uh, all access. That meet and greet went too fast, too furious. Have <laughs> 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 you guys been to Neptune's Net up in Malibu? Oh, many times. It's featured I love that in place. two great. Movies, yeah, man. Uh, a diner? It, it's like a Not diner. Even. It's like deep, deep, fried, fried, like deep fruit. Yeah. Deep fruit. <laughs> deep fruit and deeper. I'm yeah. a United States government I mean, spy. Way deep. deep fruit. <laughs> covert, covert seafood. <laughs> that was Elton John's code name. <laughs> he wanted to name his first album that, but they said no. And he, they said not a chance. Yeah. They made up an album by a hippie band and they called it Deep Fruit. And they're like, there's already a name. Like, you can't name it that. There already is one. Okay, Wait, what's the second not, movie? Not, I know did, the one. So, yeah, Fast and Furious, obviously, the first Vin Diesel jam yep. was. 
film there. No, the alien one. I thought Triple X. Yeah. Okay. Chronicles no. of Riddick. Chronicles of Riddick. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. But the second one was my favorite. Maybe one of my top three movies ever. Point Break. Point That's Break? where he meets the chick with the short hair. Are you serious? Yep. Vin Diesel's Absolutely. in Point Break? Oh my no, God. That Keanu is amazing. Rice, but they film it at that Wait, place. what? They film it at the same restaurant. Uh, so Fast and Furious uh, Point Break. Oh, that's the, that's the scene that flees in. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Flees Wait, which in scene? Which uh, scene? It's when he meets the short haired girl. Wait, and Anthony like, Kiedis is in Point Break. You mean the surf Flea isn't? Flea is not in Point Break. You're talking about the I know, common misconception. You know, really? There's some fucking things. And he actually had a fucked up foot. That's like why he shot his foot off or some shit. Oh, he had what? done some like dumb rock star shit. I've been a dozen times. Gotcha. It's a huge biker place. Like if you yeah. go past there on any weekend, I've been there. We should go. No I love less that than movie. like Fantastic. 40 motorcycles. They have like a tartar like, sauce dispenser. You know, yeah, like one it's right. Solid. Dude, I was there once and I was like, there. yo, this is some weird California shit. And like these dudes came out, like wandered down from the hills, like under there. I was like watching them. Like, oh, all right, whatever. They like get a lie. They get like shrimp baskets or whatever. And afterwards they're like stacking up on like Pacificos. Okay. Like, I guess that makes sense. This is the only place around here you can really like like here, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I get it, but I was like, yo, this is weird. They're just like, live the dream, bro. <laughs> <laughs> back in the Topanga Canyon, yeah, like <laughs> that's actually one of the Beach Boys. He's back in the Beach Give me two, Utah. Give me two. Give me two. Give me two. Give me two. I fucking love that area up there. Oh, it's fantastic. I thought about after listening to what's that episode? Episode eighteen of Touchdowns All Day. Max Dawson like really described Topanga like a place I wanted to move. Oh my god! Yeah, and it I was went right on the side of like in the middle in of the, the village. I went and looked at some yeah. places there, and I was like, "This could work." Yo, but there's, there's so far though. It's okay. On, there's a lot of spiders there. Yeah. If you look on air, <laughs> I hate spiders. There's this. Oh, yeah. He hates spiders. Spider traps everywhere, dude. I saw a spider out there that was as big as my forehead. No, I got to tell you, you story, man. Yeah, like right down the side of the house. I feel like if the electricity turned off for three days, I would get murdered by spiders. Like they're waiting to kill me, but I have this power source. That they don't understand, <laughs> and they're just like, "We will get him." We'll yeah, you see. got a power source called your Nikes, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude so, I, I was living in North Hollywood when I first moved out here. We had a black widow nest in ooh, my air conditioner that was friendly. right above my head. Oh my god! I go out one day, I look in, I, I take oh my, my flashlight, I saw a couple, you know, black widows. Yeah. It was like that scene in Men in Black where the cockroach comes out. <laughs> and I was like, ah, nest. Once you bust it, they're just like. And I busted all. Honestly, though, if there was like a ten foot high spider, that would be the most terrifying creature There's ever. There's a movie about that. If there was a spider that was like as big as this room, you'd be dead in eight seconds. Let me Lord switch gears for a second. I went to Max's house in Topanga. Yeah, and I had dinner with Max. Right. Yeah. Everybody else that was at that dinner was on Survivor. And Once you're on Survivor, <laughs> yeah. you're like in sorry. the Survivor Illuminati Club, and I'm you sorry. only hang out with other people that were on Survivor. Can you start that I'm like, what season were you on? She's like, 15. I was like, what season were you on? 21. What season were you on? 23. I was like, y'all weren't on the same season. How do y'all know each other? And they just look at each other all weird. They all went to a uh, wedding together what? in Utah last month. What? They're all yeah. swingers. Yeah, they're all like some weird <laughs> swinger shit. Like if you're on Survivor, you like kind of are in the club. Yeah, but they don't ever get like called back or it's anything like, like that. It's like you on the do. show. It's like do they really? Oh yeah, you oh, sign wow. a contract. What? This chick Sandra has won twice. <laughs> Can you imagine losing to a person who's already won on Survivor? That's got to feel like the most unfair yeah. shit. She's like. Oh, it's the quicksand challenge? Yeah, I got this shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she knows the 
secret? I mean, the secret is don't yell at anybody. Yeah. I would be terrible on Survivor. Yeah. You, you, you would suck. be awful. You'd probably be great. Uh, you'd probably I'd be pretty good. You would, might be all right. I, could, no, I mean, you would probably be good. Would you be bad on Survivor? I would be terrible. Survivor. How are you in I like, would uncomfortable him. situations? I, would I mean, dude, uncomfortable situations, I can marinate all night. I think I would go out too much with a bang. I'm if sure. somebody did some petty shit, I'd just fucking put them on blast. You know? I'd be like, fuck you. Yeah, you're out you so fast, dude. Shit, you'd dude. go to the tribal council and be like, we got this dude, and then everybody would vote <laughs> you out. Yeah, I'd be like, nah, I'd be like, like what the yeah. fuck, man? We all hate it. Danielle or whatever. Yeah. Right I would just flip out. I'd be fine. I'd be fine. And the next thing I'd be like, That's what I'm saying. Like, somebody <laughs> would, <laughs> I would just totally snap somewhere in the Did Jam Band Survivor? Who's winning? Well, that's the TV show we want to make. Okay, yeah. fantastic. <laughs> I don't know if we do like a Survivor, though. I think we do like some making of the band Survivor mixture. Oh, yeah. Because, uh-huh. I mean, if you want Survivor, you can watch Survivor. And there's right. tons of famous people on it. Like we put like a group of people and a group of people together so and they have to like make songs and then we put them out of the yeah. studio. Dude, yeah, like you kind of sucked on that track, but whatever, I'm voting like right. to yeah. Tune your guitar, but whatever. It's like American Idol Survivor. Yeah, American Idol Survivor. We should have like some reward like, at the end, like yeah. Jerry Garcia's the lock of Jerry Garcia's hair. If you have the lock of Jerry's hair, you can't Yo, get kicked out of the studio. There's a lock of Jerry's hair in weird. the Hard Rock Hotel <laughs> yeah. in Vegas. Jerry Garcia in a bag, man. Yeah. I mean, if you God gave those guys enough acid, they would make some great songs. Absolutely. Who watches the show if nobody's we, dosed? Can like, was, uh, <laughs> we gotta get. We need ratings. We have to get Pharrell. There was. We need Pharrell. We got to do it. never do it. Come on. Pro would still have to be very high to agree to do this. We have to pay 12 million. We can have two dudes in robot masks pretending to be uh, Have any of y'all ever heard of NERD? And then you're like, oh, have you ever heard of Pete Shapiro? And he's like, no. No, I haven't. Virginia Beaches, man, where I'm from. Yeah. That's our claim to fame, dude. Pharrell Williams. Oh, from my, from he's from my hometown. Hey, okay, right? Nice. So uh, my, buddy, my buddy went to his high school, and one of the teachers there went to school at the same time Pharrell did. She's like a history teacher, and she was back then, too. Pharrell Banger. asked his history <laughs> teacher to prom. She was like, yes. no, uh, I can't go to prom with you. Years it? later, she was like, I should have done that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. Me away she us. knew she should have done. Yeah. But on back a, then, on probably Virginia too. Beach. Yes, exactly. Fish so who did he go with to the prom with? Daft Punk? Yeah. Oh, my buddy Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. <laughs> and then he just woke up in Los Angeles and made a hit. <laughs> I don't know. One, one Alka Seltzer later. <laughs> one Rufy Kalata later. Well. <laughs> we some crazy shit right here. Some crazy shit. You brought up Pharrell like earlier on in the podcast. And I think we cut it out. Yeah, I was talking to Lane about Pharrell. Greatest. And we cut it out because we were like, oh. what the fuck are we talking about Pharrell for? Yeah, because he's awesome. <laughs> like, this is a better way to speak. This is way better than just, I met him at a bar. Barbecue once and he was nice to me. He played ping pong. He was good. <laughs> we cut that shit so hard. I was like, yeah. Well, was, we were like 20 I minutes. I wanted to keep it so bad for staying power, you know? Because it was like the first episode that I was like on board with. And I was like, but you're talking about Pharrell. I'm like, I mean, it's Pharrell. He knows how to do the spinnies. Yeah, yeah but his backhand. I was like, come on. He's got the hat. Backhand. I mean, now we can talk about Pharrell. Yeah, cool. Episode five. Nah. <laughs> no, that was like four. And that was also just some dumb shit. This Roman is numeral. actually funny. What's the Roman numeral for 20? XX, right? Uh, there is. Boom, one. boom. <laughs> they were fine with 19 of anything, dude. 19 was enough back then. Let me ask my Uber driver. <laughs> One Julius through 19. Caesar. How old am I? We don't know. <laughs> You're 19 a couple years ago. Oh, 
I started counting like from one through nineteen, and then I just had an orgy and drank wine. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think chairs went from being like badass and you would lie down and just get grapes eaten to you to like this where we're sitting in like office chairs? You know, uh, like there's got to be a long history America. of chairs. That like it's working. funny because Rome was so fucking dope and it still collapsed because those guys were such lazy pieces of yeah. shit. There were so yeah. many people that were lazy pieces of shit. They were just, they're they're like, we got running water and electricity. The whole city was a bath. The whole city was a bath. It was like, we'll just have a... We'll, <laughs> let's go with another hot tub. I mean, dude, bathing is pretty dope when running water didn't exist <laughs> last year. I mean, I would have been doing it. They're like, this bath has guys that jerk you off. This one has girls. Which, this one has both. <laughs> What's on HBO tonight? Oh, TV hasn't been invented. Okay, let's go take a bath. Yeah, you want to come on over for Claudius? I got a pool full of bitches. You're and talking wine. to a vine. And a wine. I have a, I have a fountain of wine. No, like, literally, it's just pouring wine. That sounds awesome, dude. We should have lived Yeah, let's go to Rome. Seriously, people are always like, I would come back in time to now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, a, you can't go back in time to now. B, you wouldn't go to Rome. They invented running water. They invented wine and running water. It's pretty good 300 years for all of society. They ruled right the world with that. Well, no, there was a couple guys running around killing yeah, everybody. Killed. There's a couple OJs out there stabbing everybody. With armies of thousands. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that recruitment. Like, oh, y'all fucking, you want to do this? Let's do it. You want to hurt people every day, rape all of the wives. A lot of guys are like, mm, yeah. Do you yeah. like, do you like, <laughs> yeah. I've been working on a farm. There's no women in my town. Like, wait, I get to take that and just murder everyone and fuck all the women I can find? Good, good. Tired good. of dirt Let's underneath. <laughs> Let's invent democracy. <laughs> that was the Greeks. Wait Wait a fuck up Way to fuck up the fantasy. Tired of <laughs> plowing your fields, rape and pillage with the Roman army. That was the pitch, right? That was probably the pitch. Do you like gold and sex with Roman partners? And do you think they have like Europe? Do you think they have recruiting stations? Yeah. Yeah, they had to have recruiting. They stations. had like recruiting stations. I think it went from town to town. They were like, "Wouldn't you like to bring the power of the bathtub to Egypt?" <laughs> We can liberate them from no bathtubs. <laughs> Let's bring bathtubs to the Moroccans. These I want to bathe with their women. I'm going to see a bathtub on everything. Jumping in the river. Well, we contained that and we made it swirl around. <laughs> Those animals swim in the Nile. We will give them bathtubs. There'll be a bathtub on every corner. <laughs> we got these and a, and a month-long festival called Saturnalia, where we just rape and pillage and sex and bathe. And provide running water. <laughs> yeah, nobody ever talks about the invention of running water. Yeah. The Romans. The Romans probably I mean, did. they invented it, right? But the know, was, that they? was it, right? Before I guess, then, right? water was only walking. Yeah, how'd you get water? You had to like carry it in a bucket. You yeah. could only get a bucket full of water. You go to the well and just draw it out. Yeah, you know, whatever that means. And then you put it on your goat and you ride back to your village. Yeah, yeah. there's no sewer. Yeah, system. it was awful. Yeah, or, yeah. And then that? they invented the aqueduct thing, and then suddenly it was two nicks <laughs> and bathtubs <laughs> everywhere. Orgies, garden bars, zero to hundred. Real fucking 
fucking cereal. They're like, we're, we're rotting off the goods to feed our family, make sure my baby has enough nourishment. Now we're like, let's just put this in a big hole. I think, I think Facebook is crazy. Like, they got the bathtub one year. One year, the year before, no bathtub. The next year, bathtubs. Everybody who says social media like is ruining us, like electricity. Yeah. No, it's like having a bath. Imagine the old people who's like, our son has been orgying outside in this new bathtub thing for 14 years. <laughs> He's just scrolling <laughs> with his phone. It's just orgying. That whole thing. It will stop orgying. Please. <laughs> <laughs> he never comes out of his room anymore. Orgy. Orgy. He's going into a hole in the ground. Yeah, the dude, he's always distracted by orgy. <laughs> Drinks wine and orgies all day long. <laughs> what is wrong with our child? He takes <laughs> after <laughs> you. You used to orgy all the time. The bathtub. It's <laughs> when I was a centurion. We used to have dry orgies all the time. <laughs> Worst thing that ever happened to Roman culture was the bathtub. <laughs> no one. <laughs> We used to orgy dry on the sidewalks. Now everybody's just swapping fluids. That's not Roman at all. Fuck that one. A year later, the whole society they, they started fucking rocking. <laughs> no, doing great. Just Some guy invents the bathtub. Gone. They started hanging and, and, and the pros were going out like, like, yeah, you never guess what Flavia did to me last night. <laughs> what she did. V1-1X to me. Hey. Hey. <laughs> She gave you the old one VU, baby. Uh, that's the funniest math joke I've ever heard. I still can't calculate. I'm like, all right. Your writers are really on it today. V11X. That is wonderful, Lutarius. Lutarius. Thank you for the Lutarius. Shall we burn down the whole city on board? Let's light it on fire. Let's have an orgy first. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? I think what happened is they put bathtubs everywhere. Roman. And then somebody broke the water supply. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't know what to do. And they all went nuts. And they burned the whole fucking city. To the yeah, but like. <laughs> we are our I think, I think there what might be. What have a... you done to our water? <laughs> to our old people. We cannot have the sex. But like, it's what the fuck happened in those thousands of years between? Like, that and like the industrial revolution or whatever. But that is like a technical technological like timeline you know you had like the bathtub and then like the cotton gin yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. like a thousand you know, years later like, all right let's make it easier to like pick cotton <laughs> we're going from the wheel to the cotton picker the wheel to the bathtub to the cotton yeah, yeah people skip the bathtub and that's yeah. dumb of them Did yeah it really <laughs> was like a thousand years like at least a thousand years romans bathed yeah. themselves and took over the world yeah they had already taken over the world, and then they figured out how Did to make bathtubs, bath- which came and then first. their society collapsed. Which they were things. like murdering villages, but the mur- villages were like, man, it's that was pre bath. Maybe it's worth the bathtub. They probably had so they probably had so much blood on. Necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah, they had to clean up blood. Right? They were like, in every city we go, we have to make like five baths. 
so we can wash this blood off. Yeah, they left a trail <laughs> that in the bathtub. That like conquered village. The first thing they did was like, all right, let's get started on the bathtub. All right. <laughs> let's wash off and sex it up. Yeah, they would show up to your town, kill everyone, then build a few bathtubs, Except for clean the women. themselves, and then they would leave. So the smart villages would put some dumb dead people out and they'd come and kill all these dead people and then they'd build bathtubs and then they'd leave and when they left people were like, all right, we got a whole full set of bathtubs. Be like chingy at the Holiday Inn and be like, yeah. At the Holiday Inn. The ancient weekend at Bernie's. Give us the water hole thing that you do, right? And they're like, motherfucker showed up and built eight bathtubs and left, dude. This is dope. They just made sandals Jamaica in our back. They said they're coming back, but I mean, they got places to be. They won't be back. You gotta go conquer somewhere else. Yeah, it's all about the bloodlust right. in that level. They were sweaty, bloody, and smelled like figs. <laughs> <laughs> like dates and grapes and tortillas. I mean, that shit must have just been everywhere. <laughs> yeah, grapes you know what I mean? It would have grapes and wine. Right. Everywhere they were just like, yeah. Is that, like turkey, uh, is that like turkey leg what, era? What I, oh, yeah. They had that's turkey leg like era, too. By inventing the bath. They were able to do all this. No, no, the bath came after. Really? That's my guess. That's okay. Because I, so. I think once you invent the bath, so what, you, you don't want to do society. shit. What was the, <laughs> what was the inciting incident that made the Romans? It, it must have been a weapon of some kind. Well, also the, the aqueducts, dude, when they finally figured out they could like, take water from nearby lakes, the aqueducts are still standing today. Well, and you that's know what that's what we've been talking about is. for an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what let's say the bathtub? You're like, well, you just know engineering. The bathtub, really <laughs> so you know the Romans so <laughs> first how, invented the bathtub. How do you think? Yeah. By the way, they invented the bathtub. Too. <laughs> how do you think? You how do you think they got the bathtub? No, they must have had orgies. some. They must have had something like a sword that was. Like, they must have had some Broad way of sword. forming metal into a sword that was. Well, the Romans armor. Like the whole reason the Huns took over the world is because they were able to shoot bows and arrows off of horses. Yeah. And like you with your metal sword, what are you going to do? Like by the time you swing the sword, they got four arrows in your chest and they ran by you. Yeah. And so they were able to do that. So there's always a, with every empire is a massive military advantage. I want to know what that one thing is. Callers, let us know. Historian, call me up. Drop us a line. Listen to the Rathacons podcast by um, Dan Carlin. The, oh, that's the, the hard ass history. What's it called? Hardcore history. Yeah. Oh. He's got a four episode thing called Wrath of the Cons. I think it's it is the so best good. podcast that's ever been Dude, made. Right. The fact that Genghis Khan still like sires 0.09% of the world's population. Yeah. You know they just fucking lift that number up. That's not it. Yeah, you can't really change it. But like, well, you know, you know he probably fucking Ancestry.com. Ancestry.com. They're like, look, we're going to charge people $30 a month. And we're going to tell them they're related to Genghis Khan. I probably am descended of Genghis Khan. Are you related to Genghis Khan? Yes. Now, the guy who invented the bathtub, on the other hand, he's at least 2% of the world. <laughs> but yeah, no way. He's throwing that. No way. Crazy. He checked the fuck out. The Maximus. second that he was like, yo, all right, the wood catches on fire here. The bathtub is here. Done. <laughs> it is interesting who made the first hot water bathtub. Because it's got to be fire, right? It's got to be fire. Rome, it's got to be fire. Man. A stone. But like in your house, you used to have to go to the water source, get a fire, they, do I the guarantee, whole thing. I guarantee you don't you. do that anymore. So when did they make that graduation? If I just walked in this room, like my house pub- turn something in hot water. That's like the public I guarantee bath thing. Yeah, it's public bath. The public bath thing. I bet you that's what the Romans did. They yeah. probably put up big buildings with hot water baths, and everybody went and in there for a shekel or whatever. Like, yeah. 
And then they oh, had them in their or house. Did they, or is that where taxes started? They were, like, like, oh. they were like, hey, to use the bath, but we're going to get a quarter. Right. Like, quarter. all you motherfuckers want to get clean? You like, all want to <laughs> Burning Man still works, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's something they hose you down. But yeah, I think that's how it started. Well, that's yeah, how they right. invented the bathtub. And then the whole society went crazy. Could you have invented the bathtub, though, without the real reason, the aqueduct? No, because you're carrying buckets of water around. Well, like, because the whole idea was that, like, like yo, know, I just want to be right fucking I mean, here. A I know the answer. I don't want to leave the city to do anything. So yeah. build this. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and let like, me tell you this. You could have gonna... invented Google before the web page was invented. I could have given you a phone number, and I think these even existed. This happened. Where you call and ask any question you want and get the information back. Yeah. But it's the website and the fact that the computer doesn't need any humans to deliver it to you. Yeah. They don't need any humans. That makes it the scale that it is. And the aqueduct is the same thing. You don't need any humans to move the water. The water just flows. Yeah, so you can just move shitloads of water because nobody's complaining about their back problems. And orgies. Yeah, but I don't know how they cooked it back then. They must have just had a big fire. Lava rock. I don't know. They must have had a big fire underneath and some slaves. Well, I, well, I, I think yeah. there was like another. They had fire. That they had that they would heat up. A fi- and just, it was another a fire mini path. They did. They did. Into your they tire. literally did. There that was, was like, interesting. So there was, it was like dude, so it, it was, was like a sewer. It was so like, you got an individual bath. It was like I a think, sewer. It really was. Don't get into. Because it's too damn hot. Like, yes. I bet you they had like a donkey attached to like a swirling <laughs> thing of buckets. And, a it, on a and it would walk and it would bring all the buckets up and it would pour <laughs> the water down. Burning themselves yeah. all the time. If you're wealthy enough, dude, if you're Julius Caesar chilling, yeah, you're yeah. like, hey, you're yeah. having those dudes. You're like, donkeys, whatever it yeah. takes, make yeah. this water hot. Yeah. I don't care if you die. Bunch of donkeys. <laughs> no, but there really was like this internal, like underground, like system of heating. That's fucking insanity, right? Yeah, you, you that's insanity dudes. that there was that level of volcano. rafters and they're like watching everybody of, get killed. You're always rooting for the gladiators and gladiators. This is my whole point. Are you? I don't know. I, I've I only seen are. one gladiator. But this is what I'm saying. In 300, I don't really root for the gladiators. You root for the Spartans. No, you want the Persians to win? I kind of think the Persians won and that the whole thing's bullshit. You know what I mean? They did. They did. The guy's like, I have a huge army. And they're like, we have a sword. I don't know if I buy it. The Persians would have ran away if he goes, I have an army. He goes, I have a bathtub. They go, whoa. Oh, shit. Bathtub. But the Greeks didn't have that, man. So the Spartans were just all hard ass. They had bathtubs in Greece, right? Is that the difference I mean, between they had Rome and Greece? In Greece, for sure. Yeah. Greeks, uh, the Greeks were Greeks, famous for the They were boy they're, lovers as well, man. That was what they did. Dude. Yeah, but they're like, is that, what, is that what Rome society. did? Yeah. Worse than Greece? Because Greece, you know. Greece I think is like philosophy. In overall, it. Greece has a better reputation. Yeah, than but Rome, was it? Right? They still right? live. Right? No. <laughs> Are we really I talking think, about Greece versus Rome? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, there's like a thousand years. I had a fucking difference. dream about this. Like, this was foretold. This exact I had a dream where I was explaining to someone that Greece versus Rome. Yeah. And I was like, of course it's Greece, right? Really? Yeah. It's got to be Greece. Nah. Because they're classier. What the no. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we got you there, dude. Dude, I had a dream last night. That's I was at a job interview and they were asking me, well, what, what, what do you like socially? And I was like, I like to talk to people. I like to be a conversational person. 
I like to talk to people about things that they're interested in and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I'll talk about Greece versus Rome, but we all know it's Greece. Dude, what are you That's talking? what I said to the job interviewer at my we dream website. We asked you who was better, the Bee Gees or ABBA. That was not my dream website. It's <laughs> ABBA. It's the, ABBA. It's the Greece versus Rome I would, Rome I would have 70s. said ABBA before I realized how much you liked the Bee Gees. Yeah. Now I feel like I have to go and, like, study them both because you but seriously, love I the mean, Bee Gees bro, so bro, much. That, that is kind of crazy. It is, like, a noble conversation to have, right? You yeah. Know, Rome, Rome versus, versus Greece. Greece. Classic versus fucking Latin. Like, yeah. Predicate all our time, dude. Like, yeah. America is made up of two. Like, well, who came nations. first? It's and Greece who kept it realer? Well, Greece came first. And who kept it realer? Greece. To so, like the Rome natural had the advantage law. of technological yeah. evolution. By, Greece was like, just more fun. Rome, yeah. they like murdered each other. Yeah. Right. Greece has all the OG, like, mental badasses. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like Aristotle like, and right. Plato. Saying, like, like those Rome, movies. they were just like, we read that and it's dope. Let's take a bath. kill each other. That's what I'm saying. Like, Greece. They were the dumb stepchildren. They were the They really were. Of Greece. They like, yeah. like nerd. I think therefore a nerd. Tube tape. Just wrecking them, dude. But then like Leonardo DiCaprio, Michelangelo, all the boys like arts history are born out of Rome. The Medici family are moved they? Though? They are, dude. They I'm moved scared. to Italy. That's and a thousand years. Tell difference. me those dudes didn't get their original money from. The bathtub. I mean, yeah. No, actually, the Medici's were like plumbing merchants. True story. Dude, and that's how they got all the money crazy. to fund the arts and yeah. made the Renaissance. They literally happen. were selling bathtubs to people door to door, and that's how they made it their all money. It comes down to the fucking They bathtub. are the Bill Gates of bathtubs. Some of the guys, they made the Sistine Chapel because Michelangelo got all his yeah. money from the Medici's. Yeah. Who knew? Wow. They, were, they were doing something. That revolution is so fucking slow. You know how, like, dude, the mafia makes all their money from, like, construction. Waste the management. Medici family made all their money from plumbing. Yeah. And that's how they funded all these other expenditures. Who knew things. the bathtub was the biggest invention in the world? Well, we've stumbled upon We just tonight. figured that out. Yeah. I know. I'm just <laughs> saying. Like, who, and we figured that clearly. out organically. That, yeah. that was completely I'm looking at my cue card right now, it. and it only says bathtub on it once or twice. <laughs> Do you have a bathtub here? It says reference dream, Greece versus <laughs> Reference dream, increase followers by seven. Uh, no, that's true. I don't know what's dude, wrong. Dude, I've had moments weird. like that recently, man, where I was dreaming about Dickie Betts, you know, from the Almond Brothers. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. Who was like, I, I don't know, this is wild. And, you and, love and the Pro Bible Bible looks like Dickie Betts. So, so Chris, I, was, I, was, everything. Uh, I love Dickie, dude. You know? like, Dwayne Almond probably went out the coolest that any guitar is good, like on a motorcycle. But he only really got famous for Fillmore East, right? Meanwhile, Dickie Betts went on, wrote Ramble Man, Jessica. And I've just been having dreams about him lately. I don't know why, man. Just maybe at that major key. Chris, our resident Almond Brothers BGs expert. <laughs> I just watched the Almond Brothers live at the University of Florida. It's like, I love, I mean, they did it. In, I guess it would have been considered like a pro shot video. Like, it's definitely like a multi cab like video. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I don't know how it was released. I don't know if it was ever released as like VHS or whatever back in the day. But like that fucking video is insane. Like yeah. that crowd is insane. There's shit you see in that crowd that you don't see in like Woodstock 99. It's a little like, racist. <laughs> There's a little and, racism shit. Oh, dude. Well, well, I mean, it's the it's South in the yeah. 80s. Like beyond that, it's just like you have a real sense of what 
the era was like, and you know, I respect it. There were, there was right. There were like 30,000 people that showed up on a college quad to fucking watch the Oliver brothers. That's fucking badass. (laughs) (laughs) And at the time that was just an absurd amount. An absurd amount of people. An absurd amount of people. And it's like in Beijing, it's like nobody showed up. Yeah. You're telling the Oliver brothers tour in Beijing. (laughs) Does anyone ever ask you like guitar icons? I think I have six. No, Rushmore can have six presidents. Well, I think, yeah, I think so. All right. Uh, I think you got to put Jerry. Yes. You got to put Jimmy Page. Mm-hmm. You got to put Jimi Hendrix. Completely. And then I think the second. This is where all this is the no, that's Those are the three. Yeah. You can't live with This that. is where people would say Zappa and Those are the tone. Uh, and then I think you got to put Eddie Van Halen in there. I like that. I kind of think you got to put Wes Montgomery in there. Okay. And I really think you kind of got to put Trey Anastasio in there. And I think that's my six. Dude, I think Trey for like at least four to five years. I mean, who's possible. a better rock fusion guitar he player than Trey Anastasio? He perfected what Clapton did. No one's a better rock fusion guitar player than Trey that I've ever heard. And no one's a better jazz guitar player than Wes Montgomery. No one reinvented the instrument like Eddie Van Halen did, except for Jimi Hendrix. And nobody's a bigger rock god than Jerry Garcia or Jimmy Page. I don't know how you crack that six, you know? Yeah. Like, if that's a final six in Survivor, like, I don't know who they vote off. Yeah. They probably vote off Eddie Van Halen because he's kind of crazy. I don't know if I'd but vote off Van Halen. That, he was the sound of the times, man. I mean, like, I mean, what do you think about who he influenced by playing the way he did? That's what Yeah, like, Jimmy Page invented heavy metal, which is the hip-hop of white people. And then Eddie Van Halen <laughs> invented... Uh, Hair metal, yeah. which is also the hip hop of white people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Garcia is the great American songwriter. Trey is the Stradivarius of the guitar. Dude, well put. Wow, I isn't bet. he? Though? He is. It's just like Dude, so wicked and exact all the fucking time. It's and crazy. no one else plays his guitar. And no, no one can replicate. Yeah, the he plays the guitar. That is. And West Montgomery's the best out of all of them. West Montgomery's better than them all. And then, then we could talk about honorable mention. Dude, I would love to hear me. Something. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Django Ryan. Okay, here are my two people. Yeah, Let me pick well, apart uh, your uh, shitty uh, choices. Jerry's in there. Jerry's okay. in there. I like Andy's in there. Who is? Hendrix. Absolutely. I okay. think instead of. Uh, no, Jimmy Page, the number one well, guy to ever six, pick up a guitar. Uh, are ever. you kidding me? Oh, dude, I, I played Zeppelin. The guy who wrote Cashmere isn't good enough dude, for your no, top five. I didn't five. say that. I didn't say Jimmy Page. <laughs> dude, I don't know enough West Montgomery. Dude, you, know you need to be a guitar Hazel. player you know to understand Eddie West Montgomery. Yeah, right, Eddie Hazel. Funkadelic. I like Eddie Hazel. Love Eddie. I love Eddie. And just because he played with soul in the same way that like Prince did. Dude. Yeah. He would influence yeah. Prince. I, I mean, Eddie's a wild high flyer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Completely. That, that guy would just take a note, you know, bend it to yeah. oblivion. Eddie's in your top five. I think he I is, think man. I, I, think. I think Hazel is, man. And honestly, it's the other guy I just mentioned. It's fucking Prince. And Prince is not a guitar player. Prince isn't a guitar player. Yeah, no, I right. mean, he's a keyboard Come player, on. too. Like, he's a big raspberry beret. is as good as his, cashmere. Is that where we're going with His this? first album, he would played everything. Be in that. You think no, Let's Go Crazy is as Time good out, as Stairway to Heaven? Is as good as anything Eddie Van Halen did? Is as good Bumps. as I do. Bumps. I do. Bumps. They ask, are you crazy? Let's go crazy. No, I don't think it's like I don't a Phil Collins song. song. I would replace Prince with Eddie Van Halen. I would put Prince on the right. same level. Right, that's what as I'm that. saying. That's why okay. Eddie Van Halen's in my top five, and that's why I'm picking yours apart. Montgomery for 
Eddie Hazel, and then I would take out Eddie Van Halen for Prince. But then you would remove Eddie Van Halen, possibly the greatest guitar player ever. So now, so you could have a guy who doesn't even play guitar and write. Let's go. He plays guitar. All right, great. Purple, right? Let me just say this: I love Prince, but I don't get the Prince worship. There is a Prince worship. I don't get it. Ever since he died, sure. No, no one compares. Use a beautiful song. I played it in the acoustic set. It was gorgeous. When Doves Cry is a good song. Like he's got six or ten good songs and five uh, other good things. I don't think it's music. I don't think. I don't think that's music worship, though. I think that's album. Really? I think that's really. Here's the trade we make. You show me some West Montgomery. All seven and they watch them fall. (laughs) You can stand in the place of love and then we smoke them in your innocence and your staff warfare. Really French Prince. You're going to have the French in those. I am yours. And it sounds like that shit was written by a robot. It does. Daft Punk wrote that shit. Dude, I'll show you. I am yours and you are mine and... We stand together in all space and oh, time. Yeah. Like, dude, give me a break, I, I don't like his dude, album you know, by you know, like they asked Clapton. Prince is dope, but whatever. They asked Clapton <laughs> who the best guitarist in the world was, and Did he was like, mean? I don't know. You got to ask Prince. Clapton's no, he didn't. Those are all fake quotes. But Clapton fake quotes. <laughs> the only real quote is Clapton said... I have a lick that's better than Jeff Beck, and Jeff Beck has a lick that's better than yeah. me, but Jimi Hendrix has a lick that's better than both of us. Yeah. That's what Clapton yeah. actually yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah. Or got, Jeff Beck actually said that. I don't know. You, you what got me on Jeff Beck now, dude. Jeff Beck, blow by blow. No, that's a fucking album, man. That guy could play some funky-ass music. And I mean, Jeff Beck might be top 15. Yeah, he, he dwindled. He's, he's around there, you know? Okay, what, I have the, a question the, for you on the, that to piggyback on the Mount Rushmore, though. Mm-hmm. A lot Who is of, the like, best that, tone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you Santana. were to put... Fuck. That's what yes. I was thinking. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think it's close. Yeah. yeah. And then Jimmy Page is second because his tone sucks and it's still great. Yeah. That's what Fantana. I would think. West Montgomery has great tone. Yep. Trey has great tone. Very, Trey mean, has amazing. Jerry has West unbelievable tone. West is so tone. clean. Hey, <laughs> you got great tone, dog. I, not like I generally don't like the fuck with tone. I don't on know. the last tour, like, on, on the last shit. tour. I feel like a million guitar players have worried about tone their whole life. I just want to be the one guy who doesn't do that. Yeah, on the last tour, like, you were enjoying the tone. Yeah, because like, the guy got dialed like, in and did a really good yeah. job. Yeah. But Santana's tone is retarded. Did I, when I first went in for my first time. It's like creamy. It tastes like sour cream. I just sustain? Give me a break, dude. That guy can hit a note, you know, that's just... So sexy. And Santana's great at ping pong. Is it? Is it? <laughs> Truth. Tone is good. Pharrell. Ping pong is good. I know how good is at ping pong, but Santana's sad. When was this? When uh, when we made Senor Boombox, we were in the studio next to oh, Santana's right. studio. I walked into Santana's studio, which is a big no-no, but I just acted dumb. I knew I shouldn't have done it, but I went to Santana's studio, and I'm in the next one. Dog, in your personal enough. So I was like, like oh, sorry, wrong oh. room. <laughs> And he was like walking around with no shoes on He's on like, the carpet. You were trying to get <laughs> his you. feet into the carpet. And I'm a barefoot guitar player. So I was like, yo, that's some genius shit. <laughs> and he was playing his guitar through his amp was in the live room, but he was in the control room playing his guitar going and the producer was just sitting there like he's been there for an hour and he's just getting paid so much that he loves the situation and carlos was like rubbing his feet into the carpet and playing these couple of notes he might have been cutting smooth or that album whatever he made in 2002 he was cutting Dude, Thanks. holy shit, it absolutely was. Yeah. It was like Rob a Thomas. It might have been like, that. Not, yeah, it wasn't that. Like, I don't think it was that spot. Yeah, Honestly, if it was that song, was I wouldn't Rob even Thomas. know because I was paying no 20. attention yeah. to the song. Dude, he Rob, wasn't really playing over a song, but he was 
testing the tone and he had his guy in the other room and he was speaking through the talkback mic to his guy that was in the band room and he was like do a little this do a little that do a little but do and then he would rub his feet in the thing and play notes and then and i was looking at this dude and i literally walked in like sorry i'm here and nobody turned around and looked at me nobody looked at me he didn't look at me the other guy didn't look at me the guy in the other room and i sat there and watched it i was like wow this is how the pros do it i need to get a carpet i need to take my socks I need to speak Spanish to some guy in another room. No matter what happens, I can't lose track of fucking playing. You know, like whoever the fuck randomly comes in the room, I gotta be like, whatever. You're on some other fucking plane. John Barber walks in. It doesn't matter. I'm still going to just cut smooth. All you got to do is just get Rob Thomas I've heard heard crazy stories about Santana on stage with other guitarists. Like, Uh, if... He feels like you are showing him up while you are like on stage. He will fucking like (laughs) he will cut the song quickly, like on his bed and move on. Like, it's kind of badass. He would kick me off stage at eight seconds. He would a thousand percent kick you off stage. He's still. I used to be very wary of that. We're playing some huge thing in Colorado. It might have been Copper Mountain or something. And I walked out on stage and I was playing with them and I was closing my eyes and jamming along, but Kang was soloing. Right. And it's his band. Yeah. So I was playing the middle. My eyes were closed and I was really focused on what he was doing. So he was playing these upper notes and I was playing these like little things underneath he was playing and the rest of the band was vamping. Vamping, yeah. And Kang was just going and going and I was playing this middle stuff and it was fucking great. And then I'm just jamming and jamming and jamming and then... Did he give you death eyes? Nershi hit me in the back of the head. (laughs) Like a fucking pissed off father. Smacked me in the back. My eyes were closed. I just like went crazy and started playing insanely. And Nershi had pressed all of my distortion pedals. No way. Because my eyes were closed. I looked down and all my pedals were on. And he hit me in the fucking head. And I started shredding. And next thing you know, I shredded the jam into the ground. And then I walked off stage and he was like, what the fuck is, why don't you wait forever to play the fucking jam? And I was like, I'm not going to play Uber Kang. It's this man. Smacked you in the head. Yeah, he fucking smacked me in front of 15,000 people. He was like, yo, peak, bitch. That's what it was like. Yo, get some. It was very weird. I've never been smacked on stage before. It's jam etiquette, right? To like hang back, like let whoever's banded. I mean, I guess. Take it to the next level. But like, if they're not doing it, unless you're the, well, I mean, I, I think they're the super shredder. You know? I think they've they've done that jam with Kang a million times. Like, yeah, right. He was like, "You're on stage. I've done the jam with him. Would you fucking play a little right, bit? Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, do something, kid. Let's make it cool. Yeah, and have some fun. <laughs> and you did crazy something, shit. Kid. Like, yeah, that's what it sounded. That's like, what it felt like. He's like, we brought you up here for a reason, <laughs> bitch. Yeah. Oh. So you just started playing the funky town rip. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if I went into get some wacky l- shit. Yeah. So Rogers, get lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Rogers, get lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my neighborhood. It's a beautiful bitch. day in the neighborhood. <laughs> that folks like, yo, that shit's hot, yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is a podcast. We're cutting a podcast. We're cutting. We're cutting podcasts. We're printing. That, that was a good podcast story. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're printing. That was over a really here. good podcast Somebody story. told me once that this is the printing press these days. <laughs> Well, we're cutting over here. Somebody once upon a time had said, 
the printing press was the greatest invention. But no, tonight we found out <laughs> here in the studio. It's the best. It's the <laughs> what else could be better one. than that? One. Go home and fuck your girlfriend on a printing press. <laughs> on paper, fuck your girl. Harry yes. Potter, stamp that. Stamp that shit. Do you Henry Ford can suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you put a bathtub in those fucking cars? Hey, Get a bathtub here. We should have Pro Bible go undercover, like going to house parties, and everywhere he goes, he asks for a builds a bathtub. A bathtub. Uh, we need a we need a bathtub report. No, uh, Pro Bible or Hollywood Mike. Hills bathtub report. <laughs> Pro Bible Swedish fish and crunk Mike. It's a good one. No. Approximately five people in there. Do you guys happen to have a hammer? <laughs> But please, we already have a bathtub. We tried down rules. <laughs> we bought the tub and here. the ladies and the good times. We need a hammer and a screwdriver and some cock. We're going to have a month-long party where we're going to fill the baths with wine. That sounds like a good fucking party. I mean, I hate to say Seriously. They that, probably do that hey, in L.A., time out, right? Time they do. Dude, a thousand percent. We yeah. can sell that to HGTV. You haven't been? We're all definitely getting invited to those parties after this. <laughs> Why don't we just throw a Saturnalia? Yeah. Any Saturday. It's, that's it's a in mo- That's the month where we turn all the baths in the city into wine <laughs> and have orgies. Sincerely, that party actually it, it would happen in the new year. Is it October? Was, I don't know. I thought it was I a fall. I thought it was like a new year party. It, it's like I thought it was like a uh, harvest right after thing. the new year actually pops off. It's either then, that or New Year's. Yeah. Yeah. What researcher looked that up? Okay, well. <laughs> what do you do? Do you just like Jamie. Would you just like rent a couple bathtubs, put them in the backyard? Dude, it would just be a toga party, dog. To be honest, party. Yeah. It, it, toga it, it, party with bathtubs full of wine. I've always wanted think, to go to a proper toga party. Do you think I've toga never been to one? Never been to one. I still have a toga. I you still in, own a toga? Yeah, I was at AP Latin. I'm just like toga. Yeah. I have a fucking junior yeah, classical league fucking medal like i was like salvio i I scored like in the top three percent in the country everyone listening to the podcast who wanted to fuck crunk mike just (laughs) stopped (laughs) fuck that was not me latin pause (laughs) that was not crunk mike that was uh that was actually brandon from barobot that wasn't me they were getting all the listeners we've been hanging out a lot so he's been able to he's been able to uh uh, mimic my voice. No, I don't know. Finish your story. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm no, sorry. I forgot it now. No, you were talking about getting an A plus plus in AP Latin four. Yeah, so I you have, still a toga. have a toga. Yeah, because I was got Hades. Well, like when did? Because Hades is my did, jam. When did, the, <laughs> when did the toga party like? It was end? gifted to me. I didn't, I didn't ask for it. You know what Snoop Dogg is? Yeah, he goes, "Hey, these nuts, these." <laughs> Bringing it back around. DJ Easy, dude. <laughs> hey, these nuts in your mouth. Hagar, dude. <laughs> hey, these nuts need Dilbert. Right? <laughs> okay, so your question about tone. That was Santana, right? Ooh. Who's oh. your great tone guitar player? Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. I mean, I would put Van Halen there for like what those bends look like. Perfect. Those bends oh. are so... That's like, how do we get out of this 70s type of like shit? You know what I mean? Like where it's like... Ah, it kind of has a little bit of punk in it. Like... 
which is my shit. So remember Dave Mustaine, dude. Uh, oh, Dave Mustaine is the that shit. guy used to have that crunchy dude, ass tone. That I can't would take I can't, him right out. Of I can't not think of Carlos Santana though without like all of the stories that I've heard fucking about it that are just like well, bananas. Yeah. All right. Uh, one. Um, I don't know the legitimacy of this or not. Like. But I've heard that, like, Rob Thomas, apparently, yeah. like, because of, like, the smooth shit, fucking, like, hates him. Like, hates Santana? Yeah, because of, like, publishing rights, like, shit oh. over it. Uh, yeah. So Santana took That's all of the publishing up. rights on Smooth, which, like, is a Rob Thomas song. <laughs> is he wrote the song? Is yeah, it? he wrote the song. He didn't and, write that like, guitar riff, And Santana takes all the publishing? Yeah, Santana took all the publishing on it. Part of the music business, I don't. And like, and like, that to me. What made the song? The song or the guitar riff? I'm just guessing. I think the song. Probably the song. song, A thousand percent the song. Just like you can't. You can't have the. That's a good cover. You can't have the same right. Like you can't have the matchbox thing to Christopher Walken in rock and roll. Is that song? It's just like what you're saying. So Rob Thomas made like a fucking nickel on it. Compared ah, to no way, dude. That's what so. I've heard. I've, I've never heard. I've, I've heard never that. heard of musicians just like not he's, agreeing to be exactly. peaceful in that. He still plays that song with Santana. Yeah, they still play it together. I just watched it. The other Are day. you yeah. no? Because like I, you know those like top comment fucking Instagram handles and shit. You know, yeah. Like because yeah, he was just posted recently. Rob Thomas did like he was like. Played a couple songs with uh, Carlos Santana at something That's like why. that. All right, give us another story. And we don't John, believe that. We, and don't, John believe. we Mayer, don't believe that? No, but then John Mayer like, commented on it. He was like, what song did you play? Your body is And then Rob Thomas commented. He was like, we played Smooth and Voodoo Child. <laughs> and, like, and then somebody else from the, from the fucking internet was like, I think it was rhetorical, Rob. <laughs> so not only is he not making any money, he's just getting fucking ridiculed. Yo, but doesn't that actually... Yeah, maybe he like, doesn't deserve any I money. was going to say, doesn't that set up... <laughs> right? Doesn't that set up my premise that he made no money from it? Yes. Because he's, he's just like, he's oh, yeah, so Tanner, you He's just a loser. Yeah, like, there's so much going on in his head, he don't even realize the one guy's fucking with him. He just cries. Yeah. I don't think uh, like the Matchbox 20 tour is selling out these days. Oh, no yeah, way, dude. Like, that shit went killed. Like Rob that shit would I used kill. to have your hair. Would Matchbox twenty you would be surprised, like, dude. dude. I, I would. The killers make like a yeah, million dollars a show. Dude, if you were to, if you were to, if you were to do Matchbox twenty with like the Goo Goo Dolls, like and you know, put it in like Hershey Park Arena or some shit like that, it would crush. It'd make so much money in one. And they probably do do that once or twice. Yeah, of course. Why not? Those guys aren't stupid. Those guys know what they're doing. Yeah, and it also is that. Doo-doo. <laughs> yeah, he said doo-doo. 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 I doo-doo almost doo-doo. called him out. They probably do do that. They probably do 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 that. And they do do do. I mean, it's, but it's fuck it, you know? The doo-doo dolls. The doo-doo I mean, dolls. Just a, as I used to say in eighth grade, <laughs> the doo-doo dolls. Did you really? Okay. Of course. That was the So this, br- this brings yeah. me to my next question. In eighth grade, I tried it. Yesterday, I'm sitting in a fucking barber's chair. Mm-hmm. All right. Clearly, you weren't shaving or definitely not shaving. <laughs> this is the most that I Were get you when just I sit like there. Putting just like, like, you know, just hanging out. Did you just yourself or something? Bo Bice, it's great to have you. Why were you there? Were you lost? <laughs> Did they? Was it a bar? I don't understand. I don't know. Right. So the owner of the barbershop gets in a fight with the manager of it, yeah. and he's like. 
yo, you got to turn rap to something else that's better for it. He turns it to sublime. Yeah. Sublime, like 40 ounces of freedom, like style, like shit. Best album of the last decade, even it's, though it came out a decade before. It's like what almost 30 years old. Like <laughs> it's like 25 years old. Yeah, it's like one of the best albums ever. So here's what my question is on it. And I was thinking of this because I'm fucking sitting in a goddamn barber chair. So Brad Noel, <laughs> the lead singer is sublime. Had he not, you know, whatever Bradley happened Noel. to him and everything. Like Bradley Noel. Like, as a, a tragic fish taco accident. <laughs> one of those. What's the hypothetical that would have happened with him? Because he's a sick fucking guitar oh, player. Guy he was one of the best singing voices in the game. But have and you ever tempo. heard his guitar? His DJ sample was fantastic Dude, too. Man. That acoustic yeah. album, Bradley Noel. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, you know, fish no, it's like I'm just, the one where he does a dur- Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. I'm just Bob curious, Jay, like if, and shit. There's, if there's like certain people who are who are like world class vocalists just because. Like and they pe- always crash and, and burn. Hey, the one guy was a world class vocalist. The the guy who came out a couple of years ago. He had a huge hit song a bunch of years ago, and he's like a world class vocalist, and he doesn't even know it. Um, Ed Sheeran. No, dude, I want to know. I, this is our I, I, yeah, I wanted to hear you're thinking of. Yeah, but let's do the try it again. No, I mean, right. so like I, I've I've been thinking about this for a lot. Like, what song does Bradley Noel sing poorly? He sings everything. He sings Jerry Garcia. He sings Bob Marley. Nothing. What song does he, he there, sing? Poorly? He doesn't. Nothing. Nothing. No. And he's like, high as shit. That's he's high as fuck on heroin. Like, like he's fucked up. The version of Scarlet Begonia has ever recorded. Yeah, he's fucking amazing. Sure. <laughs> he popular. <popped, laughs> <laughs> Cornell yeah, 77. Sublime. I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a fucking deadhead. But like, Dude, there's nothing the better than that shit. Uh, well, like, Portland, Seattle. <laughs> <disco version. laughs> I feel like the, the, the Maryland disco version. That version is dope, too. Dear Jerry. Yeah, the Dear Jerry version. That's a great version. We that on the podcast yeah we, yeah we do i just feel but like so 15 i feel like for what that era was like with like <laughs> blind melon all these other people that were to creating blow. around the time of like sublime i love blind melon dude blind melon's is shit God. like but like sublime God. mastered such a party music but brad had such a bluesy blues, sound to his blues, guitar yeah. tone guitar tone that blows my mind because like that wasn't around in no. that post Nirvana Pearl so Jam like era at the He's time. The soul. He, he had what those guys didn't have. Which yeah, was, uh, he was yeah. like all the good things you like about rock and roll, and then mixed with like an LBC like hip hop, right? Punk exactly. Style. Like, like it's a very good point, man. I never thought about the fact that he was coming up the same time as his same time. Dude. All of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was the fresh Soundgarden. Yeah, yeah. come yeah. out and all of those. Chris Cornell like, was after good. them. No, he was before. Brian Mellon was like that too. Like he was before that. Sublime's first album. Dropped in like 1993. Soundgarden's way after that. Like, 1993. Soundgarden is my favorite grunge band ever. Dude. I like. Sound I think Soundgarden is grunge with balls, dude. But yeah. I don't know the if fact, I agree. Do you, I agree. you don't think? I, mean, I, I, I don't do. like. Sound I think Garden. the best grunge album ever made is Smashing Pumpkins' first album. Sure, but dude, I, Siamese I, Dream is that what that is? Gish. Are they grunge? Gish. I don't know why grunge? I love Gish. It just hit me with the time. Is and that then, melancholy? In, it's or, like the first Russian Pumpkins album. It's, it's, it's a I think Blind Melon self titled. All those albums are great. That's I think not, Blind Melon self titled. But that's is not probably punk. the best. That's not that's punk. Super punk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, don't, I never liked Blind Melon. Even when it was out, I didn't like it. 
Dude, but no, Soundgarden. But dude, dude, that melody doesn't do anything. Yeah. Well, not not fucking no rain. Yeah, like tones of home and like dear old dad. There's something about that like guy's voice. Just it's a little tangy. I'm like super tangy. Yeah. Like together rain. Well, that that sounded like a lot of the stuff. That Bill Collins or what? You sound wonderful. I used to be in a blind non. What's the best night? We were called. What's the best? I'm the best okay, so, so here's a here's a here's a weird hypothetical That's for you. Dumb, John, I'm gonna throw a crazy hypothetical to you. Had Brad Noel never died, yeah. Sublime would have just kept on going on. He would have died a week later. Right. <laughs> probably. But of that era, could Sublime have captured live what Fish had? No. no. You don't think so? No, they were too punk. The that. only well, band is, is a jam band, and what they did was their own kind of jamming that they mastered. I think my, th- I think I don't, my I think thinking another band would ever be. Able I think my thinking is if you they never could compare them, could yeah. have kept going right. on. Fish though, sing like Sublime, it'd never. Be, no. it'd be the, they'd be cool like Sublime, never. No. Like, but can can yes. Sublime work on the? I know what you mean. Level that Fish works on. My my yeah. thinking. Yeah. Sublime do a big Cypress. My thinking. Never. No, never. of course not. Exactly. But they could do. But Fish do top forty radio. Not a chance. But Sublime do it all day long. But Sublime could like throw out. A fucking harbor show on a boat in fucking Long Beach. Sublime was an amazing combination, like Eminem type of combination. Yeah, where so it's like Sublime it's is like more kick like on Eminem. the one reggae. Yeah. Which so my, really could have been the biggest thing in the world. It really could have. I yeah. right. Sublime. It could have been so big right, yeah. that the whole world listened to Rap it. Rap reggae? Fucking. Well, yeah. Yeah. the dude burned off. Did you make KRS one revolution? He was like, so oh, KRS one is a hip hop guy. I'm going to put him on alt rock radio. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. KRS one like, was dope. Reggae. I'm on. just like fascinated by that cultural. That motherfucker was a bitch. genius. Let me ask you a question. If you want to talk about things that didn't happen, Yes. What Which do you is think great. Jimi Hendrix would have done if he lived for five oh, years? Oh, he'd have been the best fucking... A bluegrass music. album. Most cool. <laughs> he would have been... No, bluegrass he album. The last thing he did was blues. The last thing he did was blues. Where was Jimi Hendrix from? Like Atlanta or something like that? Is he from... No, he's from London, dude. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he's like a British settled in Seattle. Really? Yeah. yeah. Did y'all are ignoring the obvious. If Hendrix was still alive today, he would do a fat song with Rob Thomas. That's he would absolutely the be most a, obvious that's the Carlos Santana. Sorry, I asked. He would be a Carlos Santana type. Did they both play killer sets of Woodstock? What would be better, Rob Thomas' song with Santana or Rob Thomas' song with Hendrix? Hendrix. It would be on all the airways. It be like, it's called Smooth Earth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, the Hendrix song wouldn't have been as big as the Santana no. one, but it would have been better. It would have been. See, been better. I'm always rocky like, road, rocky, yeah. rocky road. Sing that song, <laughs> colors of the dream I had. <laughs> the thing that like always so wrong. <laughs> the thing that always let me tell you now. Let me hear it now. <laughs> Why do like the biggest pop acts in the world though not like do things that act more authentic? And I know that sounds super. Like weird Rob and Thomas. No, no, no. My example oh, is like sorry. Taylor Swift. All right, yeah. I've said this for years. Like, She's pretty authentic, sort of. <laughs> well, sorry. I mean, like, it's, it's, sorry, that I thinks Max mean. Martin's ever going to get anybody, but yeah. But like, doesn't she kind of but, sing uh, about stuff that's like pertinent to her fan base? Yes, but why uh, would Taylor Swift yeah, never say, "Hey, I'm going to make a fucking <laughs> acoustic roots style yeah, like thing bit, but... just as a project"? Well, Put because there. Ryan, what's his face, did it for her. Ah, oh, that sucks. What? No, it sucks that you can't have that layer of authenticity, though, when you can't be truly like. Do you care about that? 
What? No. Do you want really. an acoustic album of Taylor Swift? Are you okay with the? No, no, no. What, no what's no, his no, name? No, Ryan no. What West? I was just trying to say, like, what does <laughs> the only? Like, dude, I Taylor thought Swift Scooter Braun is the guy that's. Well, he owns all our rights right now. Right. That's her whole thing. Yeah. Is that he like owns all our rights? Oh, it's I like a cash. It's like, like a cash. I'm, I'm still not a big yeah. fan of Taylor Swift. I'm just like sister. Right now, that music was on 24 seven. I'm fascinated though by somebody who. But then I see some. I see her on a commercial, and she looks like fun and bubbly, and she's like serving milkshakes to people. See. That's not, oh yeah, that's shit. not really she's what I'm whippets and stuff That's not like what that. I'm trying to say I though. Like she's playing you, dog. She's yeah, doing she's, she's <laughs> she's <laughs> fucking Bugs, you say my TV's lying to me again. <laughs> yeah. She's like, wait Sorry. a second. She also I can have my and... cocaine flown in from Colombia and get here before your dealer's coke can get to you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and all I gotta do is pretend to do a it's whip a it on television in front of you. <laughs> make she a song like, about it. I can tell you, you that. Chris Limbaugh, yeah. in cocaine. I, I can snort you by sundown, you son of a... Snundown. Hey, hey, Honestly, I think, that, I think that Taylor Swift has taken the Britney snun. Spears model and perfected Damn. it in a little bit of a way. Well, it's... In the aspect that it keeps going on. But the thing that blows my mind about mm-hmm. that is like, Agreed. as you understand, like artists need a break from whatever the fuck it is. Look, occasionally they go you back. And, uh, I think most artists <laughs> battle a large amount of lunacy on a regular basis. I don't know. I feel like the job. Like, I don't think Jay-Z is battling lunacy on a regular basis. No. But um, oh. yeah, and he's dope, I think he but, is. Uh, I think he probably is. You think so? He yeah. probably is, right? Yeah. Yeah, he probably is. You don't, do you, is. you think he wants to just battle me? But do you think, I mean, I, I want to yeah. hurt saw, everyone right. that I know on Wednesday. That, but that's a great question. But that's <laughs> a good question. I've had a lunacy. Once you, I hide it really well. Jay-Z has yeah. achieved whatever yeah. the fuck it really well, is. I don't know, sometimes. <laughs> in, like, terms of, like, you know, career, like, Jay-Z probably looks back on, like, everything that he's done and been like, well, maybe I'm never going to have something as great as the blueprint. Streets like, is something watching. Like that. You know what Streets I mean? Streets is watching DVD like, when he was right, like actually like killing people. Album, whatever. Like, like selling drugs and making a movie I think he cares. I think he's got other shit that he does now. But he still has like the drama. Shit. No, but dude, he doesn't. Dude. He's no, but he's like, through. he's like booking the NFL now. Oh, he's, yeah. he's doing he's, all this he's stuff. His head you down. move on to your and next he's thing. He's worked with Kanye, dude. He's made like these millions and millions of dollars. I just think there are, I just think so many moves. Yeah. So well, what fascinates me about like someone like Taylor Swift, etc., is that like you know the evolution of your sound is constantly an evolution of everyone's sound that you have to whether it's like a hit or miss. Rather than going back to like whatever roots put you on this path, you know. Well, it's an interesting thing because she collaborates with Max Martin to make her albums. Yeah. And Max Martin collaborates with all the people that you're talking yep. about who are making the sound. Casey Musgraves, so, et cetera. Right. Yeah. I mean, Casey's more authentic because I think she, she's songs. real. Brings him the song and he produces it. I, I just think Casey's super authentic. We love but, Casey Musgraves. Yeah. Studio. If Casey could have mellowed out at 5,000 seat places, <laughs> I could have gotten a song with her. Dude, she was the best boss. It's not too late. She's got the sickest voice. She was the best country twice. Think about about a fucking biscuit. Did she make an album with Max Martin? Banger. I think her last one. I think he has a couple of records on it. Diplo, Major Lazer, John Barber, and Casey Musgraves. I'm telling you guys. I'm not anti-Max Martin. I'm pro-Max Martin. I think he's awesome. And I don't mind the fact that he dominates pop, and I don't mind the fact that it is what it is. I like... His work, kind of. I kind of respect his craft. You have so, to. So I think if Taylor Swift is going to work with him, 
She's going to work with the best. I think she's still maintaining some kind of artistic integrity with a guy who's literally running the whole music business. Yeah. Like, how do you tell Max Martin, I want to sing about this? Like, it must be impossible. Sure. You know, just because, like, are you wrong? It must be a situation. So, I don't know. I wouldn't want to work with him. I don't think I could deliver what he yeah, needs me to like deliver. Yeah, I've worked by... with pop people before, and we just fucking disagree about everything. Guy. Nah. Yeah. I have my process, and that's what it is. I mean, oh. We can make rap bangers. I think rap bangers would be doable. It's yeah. just the podcast was special. Just pop hits? Probably not. Sell tracks. I mean, do pop. Like, pop. You have to have a voice you that people want to be entranced by. Do you want to be pop? Um, I mean, I'd love to make sure pop Everyone wants money. to be pop. Pop money! Shit's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I'd love to be like, I love that Lamborghini, but I bought another one. It would be hilarious for me and everyone we're, who loves the biscuits, but it would suck for everyone in the pop circuit. I have a legit question on that, though. But, in terms of like how the, It would suck I for all of them. That's why they keep me how out. The, how, the, how that workflow goes. You have an opportunity to be uh, MD on like a pop act. Major Dazer. Yeah, Major Dazer. That's it. That's <laughs> Major Dildo, John Barber. <laughs> that's more accurate, I think. You get a chance to be a music director uh, on a pop act. You get a chance to, let's say it's the chain smokers. They're like, yo, we are fucking out of ideas. We need We John know Barber. that we can sell out like Casey every 18,000 person room Trust. in mm-hmm. the country, but we need to make it fucking sick. If I went in the studio with the chain smokers for three months, that would be their best album they ever made. Damn. Yeah. Well, Y'all heard no it here questions. first, chain smokers. This no is questions. John Let's Barber from that the Disco Biscuits. Up. However, the chain smokers. That's what I mean, though, by music. Maybe a little Halsey. Best album of the year. However, I would learn in that process. And the second chain smoker album we made together would be like. Zeppelin 4. Of course. <laughs> right. the, the first one we made. You might like, yeah. That was fun. Are we, giving us, are we giving them too much credit? We no, did. those guys are They're A great. plus producers. They're so yeah. smart. They're yeah, the best absolutely. producers in the game. And I don't have that skill. Yeah. And it's amazing. I, I don't how want that skill. Same three but I do not. I can live in the song. Add the changes and make the dynamics of it into something where it's a movie now and no longer a song. Right. That's what I like. That's what I do. I live in the song and it drives me crazy. And then right at the point where I get super insane, I make a version of it randomly that I don't remember making. And that version is amazing. All my good songs are like that. So he, he, that weaves, op- he weaves a Game of you, Thrones, one might say. If you say. had that yeah. opportunity. A thing that goes because, from miles to miles and yeah. back again. But, there's mountains, JB, there's I, valleys. I, gonna, there's something that pops up. There's geysers that explode. And that's something the pop industry isn't quite right. Exactly. Well, they don't have time for that bullshit. They don't, they don't, yeah, yeah, we do. But my fans, if I try and deliver them something that doesn't have what you just described, in six months they're over it. Yeah. You know, it's an encore song at best. Exactly. Like, if you look at the Biscuit encore songs, you see all the songs that I didn't live in. You just churn out, but those, those are all the ones what? that people want to... I mean, a churn. You got to churn in the game. Exactly. You, know? so you got to get your chops up. But, like, the songs... I, I wrote songs fucking 25 years ago. People still want to hear. So, the, and those, ironically, are all the songs that I don't remember when I made I the version of it that you want to so hear. I still want to hear Fish Out of Water. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Fish out of water I made with bad pop people. That's so interesting. I worked with bad pop people for a year, and we got fish out of water. Dude, it's not a terrible song. It's a great song. It's fine. It's so, what are songs but, but if I had the chain smokers in the room instead of the people that I had, it's a radio and the people hit. that I had were it's good, we, we had fun, but if Pharrell I had chain smokers, we would have done something ridiculous. Yeah. I made a bunch of chain smokery songs earlier this year with some some guys, and I'll probably play it on the podcast a couple of the songs. I think I'm going to play it on 21. 
and people are gonna hate it, and it's fine. But, is this, is this luckily too low, as the as the Romans would say? Except I don't know what podcast can this you, is. It's not too low. Too is Brownstein. Um, is the bass player of the Disco Biscuits? Fucking right. Mark. Yeah, yeah, you know. Mark. Is he out here? Is Brownstein out here? He, no, he, he lives in outside Philly. And Iron Marn. 21, I was going to play all my new songs that I put out this year, including the ones oh, yeah. that I made with my producer yeah, friends. Fire Eyes. I mean, give nice. me yeah, shit. I, I would love to drink a beer, too, and like uh, listen, or you know, just hang out and listen. Into the mic. You want to hear the shit? Yeah. I'm going to play that stuff on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And I guess I could play it, but like what we've done tonight, I think stands on its own. And I don't know what, yeah. how to make a good podcast out of what we did tonight. But there will be a good podcast made. Wow. All we got. I think the Roman bathtub shit was gold. I really. Want. I mean, honestly, that was an original. Dude, thought. There's bits, man. That was I an went, original. I went bits. off on a thing. So that, that's one option. Feel one free, option. dude. If you need to enter, you send send them away. I'll know how to like cut this shit, dude. I, I'll that's cut that's shit. one option. What do you mean? What do you is got? for us to take five oh, to ten cut. minute bits out of it you and just put them in every ADM podcast Ableton? for the next ten episodes. Your story about uh, string cheese at like I've never told that story, the and, and I didn't realize how dope that story is. Like, thanks for finally scheduling. Yeah, thanks you guys for coming out to the valley. It's hard to do. I think I think the fact that Bro Bible joined us gives us the ability to have an extra person. So like, there was a time where I was in my head a little bit, and the three of you were just gone on some fucking hilarious shit. So with the four of us, like. It allows everybody to come in and out of the thing fresh. I mean, John, I'm, I'm interviewing you on your own podcast. Yeah, Whoa. That, happens all, that, happens that happens every every podcast. But that's what's cool about this podcast. Yeah, is if I do things cool. that make that interview necessary or actually, worthy, uh, then the podcast has a lot of value. I think it should suck. <laughs> I'm here for No, the no, day. you have never thought of that bathtub thought in your life, and nobody has ever said that to you. <laughs> I know. It's a completely original thought. The bathtub was invented and people went crazy. That's bathtub shit. I've thought of a lot of things in my life. I've never considered the fact that at one point the bathtub was invented and people went nuts. Right? Me either. People were like sucking on nuts. Let's fuck, dude, with a hole in the middle of water. Wow, wow, you made it to the end of the roundtables. What do you think? Should you uh, let us know? Hashtag touchdowns all day. Do you want more roundtables? Do you want us to stick to the music? Whatever you want to say, let us know. Ladies and gentlemen, let me thank Crunk Mike, Vic Sobti, the Osiris Podcast Network for helping touchdowns all day become a number one global podcast worldwide. And we thank you, of course, the listeners, for sticking with us and helping us make these podcasts and uh, sharing and tweeting at us and doing all this stuff and being a part of the community. Uh, we hope you're excited. There's a lot of music coming out, tourists in three weeks. So take a listen to everything. We hope you enjoy it. We hope it helps your fall be more fun and exciting. We have some biscuit shows coming up. Come out and see. And uh, we hope to talk to you soon. Thank you all so, so very much. Bye-bye. We're mass communicating. We're mass communicating.